Thank you for listening to BLC's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. I can't believe we're leaving tonight. It's like, it's terrible. Well, as long as South African Airlines still flies out, I'm leaving tonight. <laughs> well, I'm going to just share a little snippet from what I shared in the earlier service, which was how many of you have had a friendship like what uh, John just described with Pastor Bill, where they added so much value to you that you became different. Maybe it was a business relationship or a teacher or your parents. And when they came into your, well, your parents have been in your life, but when they came into your life, your life expanded. Anybody have that kind of relationship in your life? And a lot of times we're looking in life, we're looking for that kind of enhancement or upgrade. Sometimes people, when they're single and they want to get married, they think not just of falling in love, but they think of what value would this person add to my life? And that's not a bad, you know, motivation, but it can't be your only motivation, you know? And I uh, I feel like God wants to change the position in this church of how you see this and realize that you are the one adding value and that he wants you to add value to a lot of people's lives right now. And it's a different mentality. When you're young and you're less mature, you don't think of yourself in the full value of adding your value to someone else. But when you mature in Christ, you realize that your time is valuable. You know, we have a saying that we, for every yes that we say to somebody, we're saying no to a thousand things to protect that yes. You say no way more than you say yes. As a prophetic minister, I know that because I have, you know, lots of people who would love to have prayer and they write us and, you know, all kinds of stuff that they try and get to us. And I have to only do what I see God doing or else I get into striving or performance or just it's not the right place of gifting. And so I'm saying no all the time to protect that yes, to protect the assignment that's on my life. Well, it's the same thing when you're giving your value to people. But I feel like there's something happening in the hearts of South Africa to become a fathering institution to the nations. But you have to come into a kingdom mentality. And if you read the parables in the Bible, most of us have only read them from the point of view of how Jesus taught them directly. So we've read about the par- uh, the prodigal son and we think of ourselves as, well, I was a prodigal once or, or I was the older brother when the prodigal came in. We don't, that, that's very two-dimensional for us. And if you think of the parable of the talents and how, you know, there's the, the, the master who came and brought and gave talents to the three people and we think of ourselves as, am I stewarding the talent correctly? Or if you think of all these parables, most of the time we're thinking of them from our part kind of in, in the story that way. But God wants to bring a maturing and he wants to show you that just as he thought like the father, Jesus did when he was telling these stories. He was actually imparting it multidimensionally. And one of the dimensions of it is if you see yourself as the one who gives talents, or if you see yourself as the father who actually pastors the two sons who are in this story, like we are actually called to be the father in this story and the mother in the story to a generation. And we're supposed to help people who are in complicated issues and very complicated issues relationally or business-wise. Or that's why these parables were given, not so that we could just see ourselves in them, because children always see themselves as the star of every story, but we could actually see ourselves as being a benefactor in them. And I taught on being a benefactor at the conference the other night, and uh, you can, or the other day, or whatever it was, and you can go back and listen to that. They're, they're going to be giving them for free, which is great. But I want to encourage you that there's a mentality that God made you to be mature, and that's going to be your permanent state. 
So the childhood is a very short period of time and then you're made to be mature. He actually created Adam and Eve in a mature way. He created all the animals in a mature way that they could reproduce. And it's just amazing to see how he created the earth around us in a mature way. There's no Big Bang Theory. He, you know, he created around us a mature earth with mature eco ecosystem and with a mature everything. Some people even believe who are creationists that he, he created the earth at a moment in time as if all kinds of things had happened for 60 million years. I'm not sure that that's true or not, but it's an interesting thought because God, everything he creates, he creates it to become mature. And so for you personally, like you may feel like there's a lot of areas of growth and opportunities of growth, but God's not looking at your opportunities of growth. He's looking at the permanent eternal state, the everlasting state he's created you to be. And as a church, when you understand your role and your position to humanity, and I love some of the things that Bill will be sharing with you in a few minutes if he's sharing the same things, you understand that you're called to be someone who brings great benefit to those around you. And then you bring great resource to those around you. So no longer are you looking to be resourced. Of course, we all want to be resourced. But you also know that who you are is a great resource and a great asset to the world around you. And this kind of self-confidence, it's spiritual self-confidence. We have a lot of spiritual low self-esteem, and God wants to heal that. And for this church in particular, I believe that God's imparting that true worship, which is having a right estimation of yourself. This is in Romans 12, where you don't think too highly, but you also don't think too lowly. You, you have the right estimation, and that's when you can offer yourself as a living sacrifice is when you have the right estimation of yourself, the right healthy identity. And I love, of course, out of our Bethel movement, Supernatural Ways of Royalty and all these identity books that have come out. Identity is such an important role in who we are on the earth right now. But most of us have not graduated into a role where we see ourselves as a father or a mother. Most of us are seeing ourselves still as needing fathers and mothers. And God purposely resists many times us having the ideal father spiritually or mother spiritually on the earth because he is father. He wants that place. That's why Paul says you don't have many fathers, but you have many teachers. And it's not that he's saying uh, there's an issue with fathers being raised up or mothers being raised up, because there's incredible spiritual mothers and fathers right now. And they do incredible things. But there is a role that he wants to play, that he designed you for, which is he's your father. And he also wants to raise you up in the spirit of that to be that for those around you. And I believe that uh, there's a transition coming in the culture of your church. I was, We just went through an identity branding process to rebrand to re some things just a few years ago, and we had an identity package. And I kept seeing over your church a spiritual identity package that there's a new level of corporate identity, personal identity in this church that's coming. And it's not just a visual thing, but it's a spiritual identity package where people from the outside will identify you differently than you have ever been identified as a church before because of what God's raising up in the culture and influencing and shaping culture internally so you can shape culture externally. Ultimately, what we're called to do is to help shape culture. And this is a transfer resource center as a church and God wants to commission that and of course it starts with us individually but he wants to commission that into a lot of spheres of uh, and sectors of not just other churches and movements in the sense of uh, religion and the religion mountaintop but other places in society and I could easily when I'm sitting here I could see just a few years ahead in my spirit in very vague ways but I can see a few years ahead and I can see the level of influence that God wants to bring you to as he imparts as you embrace the mentality of 
of being fathers and mothers, the level of influence he wants to bring you to. And he's doing, it's not a quick work. It's been happening for a long time, but he's bringing in a graduation to what he's already been doing. So you can actually begin to manifest in this, these areas. So I, I have some um, words for the church. I'm not going to give them all this morning. I want to actually use this time to, <clears throat> I ended last service. And I, didn't, I didn't get to do this part because I didn't feel it, but I feel it here which is, uh, I believe that God wants to bring healing and resolution for every issue that would block you doing what he's assigned you to. So, but I want to pray specifically for healing issues. And I want to pray for a couple different types of healing issues. And the first one is uh, neurological healing issues. And I want to pray, and it may be your children. If there's learning disabilities or there's neurological issues with you or your children, or if you just find yourself where you don't have the right kind of mental energy, you don't have the right kind of recall memory, you don't have the right type of, like when you study the Bible or when you're like really trying to be conscientious over your dreams and your plans, you can't engage that place willingly. Like you might have moments of inspiration, but you don't know how to cultivate a life of inspiration neurologically. I want you to stand. So if it's your children, if it's you, I believe I kept seeing a rewiring, especially the areas that have been holding us back where we can't, I feel like some of you even have a hard time knowing what a disciplined life is because there's a neurological rewiring that needs to happen. And it might be spiritual, it might be natural, I don't know. But if you have a child who needs this, I want you to just put a hand up. And I want uh, any of the Bethel team, if you can go lay hands on the people with their hands up and especially, I know there's two auditoriums, but we're just going to go lay hands on them. And um, you're going to see a noticeable difference. Let me tell you this. Like for me, I had a speech impediment. I had a mathematical um, uh, dyslexia, which affects all kinds of things, like spelling and grammar, all those kinds of things. I had uh, a learning disability uh, when it came to um, recall. With, I couldn't find a way to recall things and memorize things. I have so much of the word memorized now. It's just shocking. And I, and I couldn't speak very well in front of people because of all this, because of these things. And my, from the time I was little, I could see myself writing books, which I couldn't do with my learning disability. And I could see myself speaking in front of people. So I remember at one point when I was very young, I had a revelation that these things were not part of God's original intention of my life. And so therefore, I need to believe that these are not my story. And so I want to encourage you, whether you're standing for a child or you're standing for yourself, I want you to now reject this as your story or their story and say, for them to be who they're going to be or for you to be who you're going to be, these can't be a part of your life. You need a rewiring from God. And we speak over you right now, a rewiring and a refiring of neurons, a reprogramming of neuropathways. Thank you, God, for neuroplasticity. We thank you that you're reforming minds right now. And I pray, Lord, especially over children with learning disabilities or neurological issues, that you would do something miraculous, that you would start this out with a bang, literally start this out with a bang, and that you would cause things to happen in minds that would be a reset to your original plan. Lord, for those of us who are standing out, there's so many. Obviously, this is a word from the Lord because there's so many standing. Lord, you give us the mind of Christ. Thank you for Pastor Bill's book, Supernatural Power of the Transformed Mind. I pray you would apply that as we read the whole thing, if you've never read it. I pray you would apply a renewed mind over us, both naturally and spiritually. God, that you see the Lord's, I can see the Lord's working now. I can see things happening. But just put your hand on your head. And if you're around them, just touch someone. I'm going to make it real simple. He's just, he's given you what he intended in the first place. Even if you were born in a fallen state, he's going to give you what he intended before that. Come God, give us faith. If you're going to do what he's called you to do, you need this miracle. 
if you're in just a minute, if you if you have dyslexia or something that is measurable, I want you to look and see if you can read or whatever. But uh, I want you to bring a report back, you know, next week if you're from this church, if there's any difference in your children or in your, the way you're thinking, because some of you are going to have noticeable different thinking. I, I kept hearing the word memory. And so I feel like memory is going to be one of the big indicators for some of you, that you're going to have divine memory. You're going to remember things from your childhood that have been so gone, maybe because of trauma or something else or just the lack of recall. You're going to remember things with such vivid detail and full color. There's going to be so much uh, ability to retain information and use it. Holy Spirit, come. God, I pray for... um, just self-judgment that came from neurological disorders. I pray that you would heal us of self-judgment. You're smarter than you think. You're more capable than you think. If I could be up here for these days, you guys brought me out here to South Africa. If I could be with you, I'm a walking, talking miracle that shouldn't be able to write best-selling books. There's 0% chance that that could have happened based on what I was born with. But who God made me, it was full. I'm thinking of when Pastor Bill, he goes, hey, uh, some of your grammar on some stuff sometimes is, you might want to get your team to help you with that. And I was like, I loved it. I, when you, I don't know if you remember saying that to me. And I go, I love that because the fact that I'm even writing, because sometimes I write stuff without my team and they get mad at me because they're like, always filter it through us because I still have like residue, but it's not dominant. Okay, so it's not dominant at all. The fact that I can spell words without spell check is a miracle. Like, it's crazy. Go ahead and sit down. It's, it's crazy. And so when he said that, I was like, I, it didn't make me sad. It made me happy because the fact that I could even be in the space to have conversations and there's a little weakness in it sometimes. I was like, I shouldn't have been here in the first place. This is amazing. I shouldn't be at the table of a writer conversation in the first place. So praise Jesus. And some of you are going to feel that. And it's okay if there's a little limp in it. I have a little limp in it, and it's okay. I am doing things that I shouldn't have been able to do. I want to pray for one more people group for healing, and this is going to be more obvious if it happens now or if it's, if it's seeds deposited. I felt like people who have a lack of mobility, but you feel a calling for a lot of mobility. Maybe it's because you're called to the poor or you're called to business or whatever, and you can't even sit down in chairs because of back injury or back weakness, or you can't even walk very far because of leg issues or feet issues. I felt specifically backs and legs that God wanted to heal. I want you to stand up. Backs and legs that you can't do what God's called you to do because you're either deteriorating or something's wrong. And I believe that God wants to just, as a father, again, he never intended you to have this. He would never give you promises and then allow you a lifelong injury that would stop you from doing what he intended you to do. If we just crowd in faith, I believe he'll heal us. So Holy Spirit, thank you for these people. Feel free again to lay hands on them. If you guys want to move around, you can lay hands on them. We call your, your body to work exactly how he intended it. When he dreamed of you from the beginning of time. And we speak over your body that this was never his intention. We speak to your body that today is a day that he would love to heal you. And we say be healed be healed. I feel like there's a couple people who are like headed towards surgery. You haven't had the surgery yet and you won't need it. Holy Spirit, come. Heal arthritis, God. Heal anything that needs to be healed. I see arthritis. Heal it, God.
Lord, break the, the fatigue that happens over our joints and muscles. Lord, break the fatigue. We just say that that's a lie compared to your truth. He's moving. Just, just one more time, just press in for prayer. Everybody in the whole auditorium, both auditoriums, just pray for these ones who are standing. We press into prayer for you. We believe is your family and your healing. We believe that that's his story over you, that he wants you healed. We believe that the Father wants you to be able to walk in the fullness of your calling, literally, not just spiritually. So we just pray over you. Be healed in the name of Jesus. For his sake and for your sake and for our sake, be healed. Now, I want you to just, if it's something you test, just test it out. Just move around and see if anything happened. Just check it out. See if there's any pain gone or mobility or if there's some of these things that aren't checkable, but some of them are. And um, stay standing if you were just prayed for. Stay standing. We're checking it out. And um, we're going to pray one more time real fast. But check it out. Does anybody feel a difference? Just wave your hand if there's a difference at all. You have some difference? Do you have some difference? Does anybody have 100%? Any 100%? We have 200%. That's amazing. What was yours right there? What, tell me, just shout it out. What was it that got healed? That's awesome. So her back, her knees, her feet, she has no pain. That's amazing. How about the one in the striped shirt? What did you have? Did you have a healing? Yes. Um, I've actually been struggling with arthritis in my feet. And for about five weeks, I've, been, I've not been mobile. And I can just stand on my toes. Oh, Jesus. This is so good. Anybody else? Was there anybody else who had 100% healing? And then I'm sure there's some people in the other room. But um, wave your hand if you had any healing or if you had any difference at all. Because we want to, well, I want to pray for everybody one more time real, real quick. Because I believe your healing will come and it's coming and it's now. It's, it's multifaceted. It's like God wants to give some of you a token now to have fullness of faith. And some of you, this is one healing of many you need. And so I just, I, some of you are going to experience a touch from God. So one more time, let's just pray. We'll do it real quick. Holy Spirit, all the way. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, all the way. Everything they need in their body. Lord, this is a healing church. It's a place that even the atmosphere is healing. Even the worship at healing today. We speak all the way in Jesus' name. All the way. All the way. Now, feel free to test it out just one more time real fast. Just feel free to test it out and just see if there's any improvement. And if you're having any improvement, just raise your hand if there's any improvement. We got some improvement. We have some improvement. That's awesome. Some improvement. That's good. Did anybody feel 100% improvement? Anybody have 100% improvement now? You're having some 100% improvement? And you're having the woman in the white, what's happening to you right now? So you're feeling very loose. What, what did you have going on? your back and your neck. And so it's just feeling loose and normal. Is that good? You don't have to go and pay for a massage or for physical therapy. I love that. God saves me so much money, isn't it? He's so good. Like, he saves us so much money. My wife the other day goes, I just need a massage. And I go, no, boom. And she's like, oh. And she goes, I still want a massage. But she got healed, which is good. That's a wife. Well, um, before I fi finalize this, my time, go ahead and sit down. Um, because this is my last moment with you. I just want to thank you so much for this church, for hosting us, for inviting us, and for my dear friend, Sean Foyt, who couldn't be here this morning, um, who brought me here and, and made sure I came to you guys and made sure to represent you really well. And I have um, just so much love and appreciation for you, and I just, I so I feel camaraderie in the spirit, and I just uh, love you guys, and I hope to serve you in L.A. sometime, just as a team. And thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. 
And I felt like I attended a conference by Bethany and Chris's worship and everybody else who's a part of that, and also by Pastor Bill. I felt like I got so much out of it as well as was able to contribute to it. So thank you so much. I love you guys. Please keep going after the prophetic. It's your inheritance. Thank you so much. Thank you.